It's Tuesday, September 20th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Campbell, and Aaron Bewley. It's episode 270. We also got Dan Platinum on with us. Uh, how's it going, fellas? Daniel Platinum. Daniel Platinum. Sorry. Daniel Platinum to you, sir. <laughs> Technically, his um, last name is Plat, otherwise known as uh, Meta Plat, yeah. Meta Platinum, Daniel Meta the Plat. Uh, there's a lot of different names for him. He didn't like any of them, which is weird because some of those <laughs> were his actual name. But it's going well. I got to annoy Daniel. You know, we got some news. Okay. What about you, Daniel Platinum Metaplat? I read a little bit on NVIDIA's news as well Let's as... Let's hear it. Later. Not like, right now. We got to do the, yeah. do the yeah. tech history. But I would like to yeah. see why, why, why NVIDIA was, was uh, trending. Oh, train wreck of an opening. Here we go. Uh, first Fortran program runs September 20th. If you tell me the year, the first Fortran program is executed. Uh, executed is a good thing. Uh, if you want the program to run, Fortran was developed by IBM scientists who were looking for a better way to program the IBM 704 mainframe computer. It quickly became the dominant programming language for scientific and engineering applications. And it's still used today, especially in the area of high performance computing. HPCC. What year? Oh, goodness. You said IBM? Yes. And I also said scientists. I also said quickly and programming. (laughs) Gosh, I have no idea. Um, It's probably further back than I think. I'm going to go with uh, 1960, the year my dad was born. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, you were closer to my guess than I thought you were going to be. I thought you were going to say 86 for some reason. It's not like you've ever chosen <laughs> that year before. Is a great year. It's a great year. <laughs> I was going to say 67. 1954. Ooh, 68 54. years ago. Yep. 54? 1954. Wow. Yep. Man. 68 years ago. Man, I really thought I was going to be on the under. Um, mm. but uh, But I guess I wasn't. So, but you know what I did do? I won. I beat you. Nice. I'll give you one more. So this is yesterday's today in tech history. Oh, oh man. The first use of an emoticon. What's the year? I have nowhere to even begin on this. What a good one. What a good one. Going with the first thing that came to my mind, and it's probably going to be on the under as well. I'm going 99. No other guess. Just ninety nine, uh, Daniel. You got something? I'm I'm gonna go below that. I'm gonna Good say ninety five. Okay, eighty two. Oh my 82. gosh! Eighty two. Yeah, you guys stunk that one up. Yeah, it wasn't great. Bad in here. It smells bad in here. <laughs> but but I won that one. So uh, yeah, yeah, that you did. That you fantastic. Did. Okay. Um. On. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, what's that guy's name? What's the guy's name for uh, for Maroon Five? Aaron. The lead singer. What? Aaron Bewley. Does he wear a leather jacket? Is his name Jensen Huang? <laughs> what are we do- even talking about today? I don't okay, know. I don't video, know. I don't know the lead news, singer sorry. for <laughs> Maroon Five. All right. Yeah, whatever his name is, I can't even remember. He was trending for some ridiculous ridiculousness, but we're not going to talk about that because it's uh, a tech news show. 
NVIDIA was trending. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> Dude, I, I told you before the show, I still don't feel good from the COVID last week. Did you see that thing trending on Twitter? No? Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's how it just happened. Okay. It is. It is. Uh, it's like COVID brain. All right, just, just boot me from the show. You guys talk. Pick up NVIDIA announces the, what, RTX 4080 and the RTX 4090 GPUs. Why are they releasing new GPUs when you've got all these ether miners that are just dumping them because they're now useless? Why don't people just use those? What's so special about these new RTX 4080, 4090? Other than they're faster. Well, I haven't I haven't watched I haven't watched the uh, the announcement or seen any of the specifics. Uh, and I, I recognize that um, bigger, faster, stronger isn't enough for Buley based off of our iPhone episode. Uh, but what I will say is that these other GPUs are like, I mean, you can use up a GPU. You can use up a computer part in general. They're sure. organic things. So they're tired. They're busted. Do not buy a GPU that was used for mining. I guarantee you it will be a poor experience. Yep. So that's that's why you can't use those just because they they were ran into the ground. But I haven't seen the 4000 stuff yet. Daniel, it sounds like maybe you did. I admittedly just read the highlights of it um the big one that i did see was that the 4080 is supposed to be between two to four times faster than the 3080 ti which is holy the gpu i have and i think the that's one a big you jump have, that is a it big is. jump so, so let me give some history here <laughs> well, just real quick on that. From for some perspective inside product management, you never really want to come out with an, a pro, like a next gen and then say it's like four times faster than your previous thing because people are going to be like, "What the crap were you doing with the previous thing? Uh, why is it that much better?" You want to undersell. So if they are underselling, if, if that's if that's Nvidia saying it's two to four times faster, odds are they're they're playing the under and they're underselling it so it could potentially be even more which is mind-boggling and i imagine it's going to have something to do with with supporting uh ai um progress there that's my take well what's what's interesting if you look at kind of the history of of gpu performance growth or, or even computing performance growth you'd see these people who had absolutely no understanding of of where the jumps are made and they'll they'll go from one generation to the next, and they'll be like, "Man, I'm not I'm not getting that thing. It's only you know it's only forty percent faster than the previous gen." And it's like, "Are you <laughs> insane? Forty percent faster is unreal. Like in general, you're look you might be lucky if you get twenty. There were multiple times we'd be in the thirty or forty range, and people would would be like, "Ah, I don't know. You know, it's just that's not very good. Like they're looking for three. 4x etc and it's just it's just unrealistic from year to year and what's what's more crazy is we like doubled performance from the 2000 to 3000 series or maybe even more than that i mean it was a wild increase in performance like i went from a 2080 ti to a 3080 ti which was like a three-year gap between their releases which is very uncommon and it was a world of difference it was I mean, it was it was at least double. It felt like it, and I'd have to go back and look at the numbers. But yeah. for this, the thing that's more interesting to me than the three to four X, which is unheard of. Like I I haven't experienced a three to four X jump in any computing part in my life, to be completely honest. Uh, but 
the power requirements. Daniel, did you happen to see anything about how much power it would take to be three to four X faster? <laughs> well, I'm trying to scroll through it as fast as I can right now. Um, Cause there were reports that well, it was well, going to be an order of magnitude, more power. Like people were going like the GPU was going to be using like 800 Watts, which just so we're clear, that is more than my system uses with my 3080 Ti in it right now. So like a microwave on high it, all the time. Yeah, um, it yeah. does say three eight-pin power connectors, um, which is so what that's mine the is. same. Which is the same as what, what both you and I have. Which is once again ridiculous. That is a yep. That is a ton of power, uh, but I don't see actual numbers on the page so, I'm looking at right now. While you're trying to find that, um, I hadn't heard of this, but apparently it's the third generation of its deep learning super sampling DLSS technology. DLSS. Okay. Yeah. So you, you know what that is, right? Um, oh my gosh. DLSS kick- is yeah. unreal. Um, have we not talked yeah. about DLSS before? We haven't, but it goes on and they're saying that this launch kicks off a new era of the neural rendering for games and applications. So apparently like this third gen jump within DLSS is just... Uh, monstrous, but it says building on the already established AI accelerated super resolution techniques, NVIDIA is able to deliver up to four times the performance of brute force rendering. And it goes on to talk about ray tracing. Um, what is Ada Lovelace? Sorry, I'm just Uh, showing you all of my, my, uh, I have no idea. I don't know, I don't know what that is, but let's talk about DLSS for a moment. Okay, come back. Um, so DLSS really kind of hit the street in like 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of games that that were rendered. So there's 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 a concept of a rendering rendering engine called a forward rendering engine or a deferred shader rendering engine. They both have different effects on the types of things that you run in them. And what I mean by that is like different graphical characteristics, like anti-aliasing, shading, lighting, stuff like that. They all they all have disproportionate effects on the way one behaves and the other, which is why there's multiple different types of engines. We use them for different reasons. But one thing that's always been problematic in general is running higher resolution games at high frame rates. And high for a lot of people is just like 60 FPS. If you're talking to me, it's like over 200. So it's like, how do we how do we maintain image quality and be able to scale the the performance of the system while maintain while running these crazy high resolutions. Well, DLSS effectively reduces the render resolution. So your output resolution, say on my monitor, would be twenty five sixty by fourteen forty. But the render resolution when I play something like Call of Duty, for example, is probably nineteen twenty by ten eighty, which is much, much less pixel counts, a much lower pixel count, and much easier to run at a higher frame rate, faster controls, all these things you want in a competitive FPS. But the DLSS technology takes that render of a 1080p image, it upscales and outputs it at 1440p, for more common terminology, and it does so with almost no loss in fidelity. Like gotcha. it, it, instead of it being like, I, I think 1080p is like 75% of 
of 1440p from a pixel perspective, you'd be more at like 95% from a from okay. a visual quality perspective, but you would get all of the performance gains from running it at 75% of the render. So that type of technology it exists in NVIDIA. AMD now has an option for it. That has actually increased the performance of both the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series S and X series because they've implemented that in software after the fact. And in fact, it actually got implemented in Linux on my Steam Deck. So it made my Steam Deck more powerful. As far as like software innovations in rendering performance, it's one of the probably most critical things, one to ever be invented, but easily the most important one in the last 10 to 15 years. The biggest of which before that would have probably been different anti-aliasing techniques like um, SMAA and TLAA, TXAA, which are all different forms of shader anti-aliasing, which is anti-aliasing is the thing that you turn on to remove the jagged edges from your square pixels on a rounded image in, in a game right? That's that's what it does. And so if you go try and multi-sample that, which is take the same picture and overlay it over itself, 2x, 4x, 5x, 16x, whatever it is, the old school methods of doing it, which are still the best picture quality, but they're, they're, it's, lit- it's linear in its performance requirements. So if you're running 8x anti-aliasing, it's going to use 8x resources of, of basically your GPU and memory from that perspective, because that's what that relies on. That's hard. So what they did was they abstracted it. They started blurring the lines of these jagged edges, which had almost no performance effect, meaning it didn't decrease performance, and it it increased the image quality by making it look smoother. It wasn't sharper necessarily, but it was smoother. So it was kind of this middle ground where you could gain a lot of performance and and still have a really, really good looking image. And so that was a pretty big deal in probably 2007 or eight when that started to proliferate around. And so this is kind of the next biggest thing since, but I would argue this is dramatically more valuable. And what you're saying really is that no one ever needs more than a 60 Hertz monitor. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, I know where you live. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, So the Ada Lovelace, that was a joke (laughs) from like two episodes ago. Um, He's definitely not saying that for those of you that are new to the show. <clears throat> and if you're new to the show, I apologize for the beginning of this podcast. Ada Lovelace is the name of the generation that they just released. So it's the RTX 4000 series. Oh, okay. okay. The previous, yeah, the, the previous generation. Um, ah, I just had it there. What? I can't, I can't find it. But anyway, and the jump, and well, I'll come back to Ada Lovelace here in a second. But the jump in performance is apparently fueled by the this long rumored jump to TSMC's what they're calling 4N process. I, I want to know what 4N process is there, uh, but apparently it's a new generation of five nanometer chips, provides a massive efficiency jump from the previous Ampere, that's what it is, Ampere generation, eight nanometer process. So before Ada Lovelace, the 3000 series was Ampere, the 4000 is Ada Lovelace. Um, and you can see the, um, the, it went from eight nanometer to five nanometer. So continuing with Ada Lovelace sounds like a name, right? Well, it is. Uh, so she was Augusta Ada King, Countess of Lovelace. She was an English mathematician and writer chiefly known for her work on Charles Babbage's proposed mechanical general purpose computer, the analytical engine. 
She was born in London in 1815 and died uh, in 1852. So, uh, mathematician and computer scientist. Very cool. They, they always name they name their architectures because you might end up with. Uh, you know, multiple generations where the number changes, but the architecture yeah. is more iterated on. I, I'm trying to look it up here, but the I'm I'm 90% sure it was called Ampere or Amsphere, something like that for Ampere, yeah, the 3000 series. Yeah, yeah, that's okay, what I was okay. saying. So you said okay, you said Ampere. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that yeah, those are those right. are the names they always kind of have with them. They had a few of them that lasted for a long time. Like I said, the 2000 series of GPUs. They were not a good jump over the 1000 series of GPUs. Trust me, I had both. And uh, they yeah. they ran those suckers for a long time. You basically had, if I look up the release date of kind of the, the mid to high end, so 2018, 2016, looks like 2016 to 2017 was, yeah, it was the release of the 1000 series. So fall of 2016 is when the 1000 series of GPU released, there was almost no real true major increase with the 2000 series, which then ran until, uh, I guess, 3000 came out last year or whatever it was. So you had like a six-year gap of minimal, minimal increases. I mean, really, until 3000 came out. And now within one year or 18 months or whatever it is of, of Ampere coming out, this new one's going to be 4X. It's going to be interesting to see what the reviews come out because you mentioned something that's very important there. 4X on DLSS or brute force because DLSS still necessitates implementation at the game level. Like it's a setting. You have to turn on DLSS. It's not just gotcha. like the way the card renders. So it's very important to note like whether or not the 4X, and it sounds like the 4X is probably going to come from DLSS, which by the way, awesome. I'm all for it. Um, well, but it, it probably won't be a 4X. You mentioned earlier brute force, which would be kind of the just raw computing power of the of the cards. Yeah. Well, in today's um, what have you done for me lately? And why don't you have a, a generation of GPUs named after you? Um, <clears throat> she's actually pretty fascinating. We're just pulling up some details here. When she was 18, her math talents led her to um, uh, friendship with British mathematician Charles Babbage, who I mentioned just a minute ago. He's known as the father of computers. I didn't know that. Don't know if you guys knew that. Um, but she was particularly interested in his work on on the, and it's capitalized as a proper noun, analytical engine. Need to learn what that is. Um, but apparently through her notes that she took through all of this, um, many consider her to be the first computer uh, programmer or to have created the first computer programmer because what Babbage was historically working on was essentially just computations, just calculating and number crunching. And it was Ada Lovelace, her ideas that took it beyond and thought, hey, I think that this can do more than just number crunching. So pretty interesting if, uh, if you want to go research her. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool indeed. Yeah. Uh, I want to bring up something about the Googs. Um, wait, wait, wait. Before, we, before we go down that one, can then we talk about one other thing on GPUs? Yeah. Sure. Because I want yeah, Russ's great. take on this one, which is the EVGA announcement that... So I, I, I had previously posted something in chat about them. <laughs> you just got it. Them, one, just being sick of working with NVIDIA. Um, 
and they said they were not going to support any of the NVIDIA RTX 4000 series. Uh, but then it turns out that they actually said they're moving away from GPUs entirely, which uh, which I don't know where you pivot from there besides being uh, well, know, they geniuses do, they do at, at cooling. Yeah. yeah, they do motherboards, power supplies, uh, coolers, uh, liquid coolers, cases, um, gaming mice, stuff like that. But yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, so I have I have a lot of their products. Uh, I, I really like EVGA, quality brand for a long time. Here's my rub. Well, first off, seriously, mad respect to the CEO of EVGA. Now, granted, his company is probably going to crater. But I absolutely respect his decision because the decision that he's making is that his business partner doesn't respect him. And so he doesn't want to do business with him anymore. And, and I absolutely love that. They, they, do GPU, we know what NVIDIA did? How, how did NVIDIA so disrespect EVGA? G- GPUs have been, or NVIDIA has been very non-communicative with them over the last couple releases. Like they've been very difficult to deal with leading up to the launches. They've released competing products, um, Founders Editions, which started cutting into the margins of their partners. And as you've seen NVIDIA's margins grow from like 20 to 60, their margins, the, the partners have fallen from 20 to like eight. I mean, it's been dramatic. Mm. And so it's just been a constant growth of margin by NVIDIA. And then a just partners go do whatever it is that you you want to do out there and who, who, who cares. And so it's just for a company that went all in on NVIDIA, like they were the original maker of NVIDIA cards. Like NVIDIA That's does not do exist that. today yeah. with them. And or without them, and so it's just amazing to me that they would get treated this way, and it just it drives me insane that it's like this. But it's so hard to differentiate in this space now because so many things are dictated to them, and they just can't make the margins that that they need to to survive in their business. So it's it is probably becoming the juice wasn't worth the squeeze for them, but it will be interesting to see. What that means going forward. I mean, they're you know, here's what's going to suck about this. Uh, there's a lot of EVGA employees. They're now going to lose their jobs, you know, because 80% of this company's revenue. I don't know the percentage of their margin, but 80% of their revenue is going to be gone, you know, at least once the 3,000 yeah, series is, for. is gone. A lot of. So, Wikipedia says they only have 250 employees, which is surprising. Yeah, because it also says they're they have not eight locations. Yeah, they're not. I mean, most of these companies aren't huge as far as employee count goes. Yeah. Um, to build them, but that's yeah. I I just I don't. If the, in my opinion, if the margin growth is happening at the manufacturer side, the ecosystem margin growth should be growing as well. And if it's not, then the prices shouldn't shouldn't be increasing the way they have been because they've got they've gone up dramatically, sure. like really really high i mean it used what? to be and, and you have to do the inflation calculations on this this is where we need tyler for the quick math but it used for many many years the highest in gpu i'm talking like even in like 2010 was 500 so yeah. you know they're obviously now like 16 1700 stuff like that so just wild the the change well, so i'm not happy about it but i respect them yeah nvidia has 22,473 employees so yeah big old difference big old big difference, old difference.
All right. Uh, you got to go. You got to go to a call. We shutting this sucker down. Quick, quick show on NVIDIA. Um, I, I don't have to go. No. Oh, oh, he oh, went. I, he left. I, I wanted, I do need to go in time for this call that I, or for me, I have to go to a physical meeting in person. Do you remember those? Those were sure. It's mm-hmm. a thing. I don't understand. Um, you want to go? You can go with me if you want. Anyways, I do want to talk about Google. Um, mostly because oh, yeah. I think it's it, it's an interesting piece here. So Google, you know, they've been in this whole antitrust thing. I think they get fined like every other day for something by the EU, and so mm-hmm. they appeal these things. Obviously, right? Google embroiled in yet another multi-billion Europe antitrust case. So Google's Google lost is targeted. Okay. They lost a appeal over the EU antitrust ruling. And I, I want to be honest, I'm, I'm really interested in your take on this. And I really kind of wish Tyler was here for it or even even a few others, because we've talked about this whole like platform ecosystem and like yeah. where are lines drawn? A lot of opinions on it. I don't know that I have um, a lot of opinions on it. Well, there is one opinion here that I think proliferates in the TBP community chat, as well as comes from you at times on the show which is their platform. They do what they want. And clearly, yeah, I've, I've held this belief for a very long time. Like while I'm a huge capitalist, I will tell you that once you are a market maker, your mm-hmm. rules are different. Why? Period. Because Why? you have too much influence Define over the much. rest of the world around it. All of the control. How about that? <laughs> sure. Yeah. But why is it a problem? Well, I don't know. I don't know why it? it's a problem. Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. That's where I'm trying to I'm trying to see what issues there are. Well, if you were to go by traditional, you know, antitrust and monopoly law, it basically comes down to whether or not consumers are paying higher prices. I think it's a little bit more nuanced than that in these cases because those laws are old as crap. And these are relatively what? new problems. <clears throat> yeah. But it what makes me nuts though is this article 25 billion dollars. Well, it's it's actually in euro, but the exchange rate between the dollar and euro right now is one for one. So 25 billion dollars, euros, whatever. Nice. Um, <clears throat> what was the tweet the other day? The euro is now a US backed stable coin. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, the awesome. 25 billion euro damages that are sought, 25 billion, that is not a small number. I don't they know would, if we're even looking they would, at the same article, which is ironic because this is four point three billion. Okay. Uh here, I'll drop it in the I'll drop it in the chat here. But this dropped today. Uh, uh, there you go. From law.com. Uh alleged so it would cover compensation of the alleged lost advertising revenue that online publishers and websites would normally gain from their advertising space. Uh so what? Are so you this, taking are you taking twenty five billion and like sprinkling it, you know, like like uh, sprinkles? <laughs> My brain is not working today. Uh, across everybody that has a website that it has been crawled by Google that where they could have. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe I don't understand it completely. So I'll have to look into that because it's not related to what I'm talking about. Um, oh, okay. So well, so let me let too. me bring up the specific piece here. Okay. Uh, because it's about the operating system, which we talk a lot about. Uh, oh. and so the dispute well, between... It, to your earlier point, though, they are constantly embroiled in lawsuits. 
and there are yeah, two constantly. big announcements today. <laughs> yeah, they're they're constantly in these things. Um, yeah. you know, which is you know they they have some really shady business practices, uh, especially with like the things they pay for, like search and stuff. Which I I don't think it should be even legal at that scale. Like you you can't create a functional search provider. Like there's no startup that could come and create a competitive search provider because of market dominance by Google because they'll pay Apple five billion dollars to be default search like that shouldn't be illegal uh yeah let me tell you this so what's the generation after us what's the what's the like is it z gen z yeah my brain is not working i'm sorry uh there was a stat that came out yesterday that said one in five gen zers aren't even using google they're using tiktok to search for everything And then the concern there was the massive amount percentage wise of information that was coming back that could be labeled quote as disinformation. That's a separate argument, but the concept that there's an app called TikTok where people are spending 22,000 years worth of time every single day, let that like rock your world for a second. And the next generation is using that as their search engine, not Google. So I disagree yep. to a little, to a, to a small point. Uh, well, <laughs> okay. But yes, if, if, if somebody were to try to go. First of all, first of all and, let's go through. And build and, a new and Google, it would be very difficult. Yes. One in, one in five of the articles they're finding or th- information they're finding on TikTok is what's contained misinformation as they increasingly use TikTok for, for different ways of, of doing search. Um, I would argue it's a different platform and I would be accurate, but being used in similar ways. So I guess that would maybe lead some credence to where you're going, even though you're wrong. But the TikTok thing is interesting because not only that, they flat out said they will not commit to stopping U.S. data flows to China. So we can talk about that all we want, but let's, let's, let's focus on, let me work through this Google piece here. TikTok won't or Google won't? Google wrote, TikTok will not stop data flow to yeah. China and Correct. all of these kids are using TikTok as their main flow of information. Yes. Um, so anyways, the yeah, we're, we're in like an AI, like early computer cold war kind of thing. And, and most of the people in it don't even know it. Y- yeah. I mean, but sorry, go ahead. Absolutely true. So back to the Google piece. So the dispute between Google and the EU is over whether or not its Android operating system is used to squash competition. And the reason for that is this operating system, which Google distributes for free, necessitates that if you want to use Google services, meaning the package of like Google Play and you know all of the that sure. other the other background services, which you don't have to use, like for instance, that's Lots of ones in China don't use them. Right. Um, but if you want to use them, then you have to pre-install uh, certain apps on Android to do that. That's their requirement. Yeah. So first off, I'm going to pause for a moment. Is that fine or not? I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it. It doesn't bother I, me, but I'm also not in that ecosystem. Look, which is yeah, 100%. Why I don't really think like, about it. So here's... And, and that's the thing is like, that's where... It's interesting. And this is not, I mean, this isn't even new, dude. I mean, Microsoft yeah. was forced, forced yes. to and give the APIs for Internet Explorer to their competitors because they were a platform and market owner. It, it didn't matter before they were. 
but it does after. And that's, that's just, that's just the way these things work to prevent too much influence in one particular market. And I will tell you that the, the, uh, whatever asynchronous sort of growth that the Silicon Valley companies have created was just too fast for anyone to ever get a hold of. Now yeah. I'm not saying we have to go do all these breakups or whatever else. I don't have the I don't have the answer to this problem. However, four point three yeah. four billion dollar fine is coming in for Google forcing you to install Google Chrome if you use their services. I just hate how gray oh. it is. It's quote too much. And then who decides what the number is? And then who decides who gets the money? And who decides, you know what I mean? Like that's the that's the part so, where I those where are, it stinks. So those me. are my words. I mean, that I'm using they I mean, if I were to sit here and draft the bill, I'm sure I'd come up with something a little bit more specific. But I'm I'm using the words like I'm I'm using generalities to describe why no, a but that's how it's written to do and, whatever yeah. they can do can be problematic. And it's what's just amazing to me is is we like we have, this has happened before with Microsoft. Like why yeah. was it a problem for Microsoft? But whenever Google gives you something for free, but then if you want to use the rest of their stuff, you're required to do some things. So that's if this, then that, or if you buy an Apple product, like you, they, you, you can't even use a browser without using Blink as the engine or whatever it is that they use. I think Blink might be Google's, but the, 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 the rendering engine type, has to be yeah. the certain the same time, and but you couldn't even set a default default browser difference for for several years on it, and so it's like, why have these platforms, whether it's Google, well, I guess Google's, I guess technically they're not being allowed to do this, but they have been allowed to do this for a very long time, and this is a platform, remember that allows side loading and allows different app stores, and you can do all these different things, Facebook and Apple and all these others. Like why? have they not had the same scrutiny that we gave Microsoft in 1999? Like, that's just uh-huh. weird to me. And so now yeah. it's coming up. Different but leaders, different opinions. To Apple or to Google, is it going to happen to Apple? Is it going to happen to Facebook with VR? Well, that's my problem, uh, is the gray area in this. You know, and you get you get some lawmakers that have like, just they'll have something out for Google and then they go after them and make an example of them. And then, you know, now you have this, this collective uh, action seeking $25 billion in damages um, for ad revenue against Google. And it's just like, when does the crazy stop? And then, and maybe I'm way off base in any of this. And I'm, I will by no means pretend that I'm any sort of antitrust expert. But if you look at any of the, like any of the major companies back in the annals of time, they all ebb and flow. Like, you know, look at the, look at the fortune 100 from 50 years ago versus today. I think we're going to be okay. I don't think we're going to have Google, Facebook, Apple, you know, Microsoft running our lives in a hundred years. Yeah. But there are also a things lot are of gonna change. companies that were of that scale that were broken up. It's also important to note that it's the true. way That's the law true. is written and this, by the way, this isn't even from me. Like, go look at Ben Thompson from Stratechery. He'll give you a mm-hmm. much more in-depth analysis of this. But <clears throat> the rule of monopoly and antitrust law only applies once you're a certain size. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. I did. Like, you have to be a certain size yeah. for it to apply, which is me. Then, in, t- in me, I am. T- I am translating that to the rules are different for a market maker because once yeah. you've made the market 
and you've 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 you know exerted all of this influence once again these are my words not the law's words it's just my interpretation of clearly what how it is once you're bigger the rules are different and yeah. and that's that's probably true of a lot of things in life i mean heck dude you know big men don't get fouls called for them very often in basketball because it doesn't look like they get hit sure. as much as everyone else whenever they're getting hit by more people. Yes. You know, preach. Talk to me about that. <laughs> so, well, I've never experienced it myself, but um, just kidding. Just but saying, dude, like, and again, that's, that's, the, that's the thing yeah. here, right? That's the, but that's you're the talking major. about the FTC laws in the United States today. Again, yeah. I just go back to the nebulousness of this. The United States could change what that law is. Or the United States sure. could change completely, or any other well, country. They, they really should change these laws. Well, right, but they could be subject to any other random. I mean, Brazil can just decide, hey, um, we think you're too big. We're going to start charging you money for it. Right? We want yeah, some money. Let's I, go after it. I just them. don't, I do not believe that it's as obscure as as the words you're saying there that that to me what yeah. you just said is basketball is easy you take ball put in basket and that is <laughs> i am mass i know i'm massively oversimplifying game. it yeah because it's just not like it's it, if 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 none of these things had ever happened like if if google didn't favor its own products on its own platform if apple didn't if microsoft didn't it wouldn't be a problem if they had never gotten big enough to be the predominantly used thing, they it would have never see, been a problem. They could have favored their products whenever a hundred million people used them, but whenever it's a, whenever it's a billion people, they can't. Yeah. It's just, I mean, the reality is we live in a dependent world on Android and iOS. They're like the most important operating systems on the planet, and in order for the ecosystem for the economy to function. We have to allow the ecosystem around it to function. And if the default answer is always the first party platform app because they favored their stuff and not because they were the best, like if they're the best, that's perfectly fine. But if it's because they gave themselves preferential treatment, then it would be a problem. This is why you don't have like whatever it is. The, the Walmart brand is typically not first and front and center of your brand you have in your whatever in their aisles granted there's a payment scheme there too so these other brands pay to have their stuff placed but you the favoritism of the brands is the main thing here whenever these two markets are so critical to our everyday life i mean can you imagine what would happen in the world if just like both of them just went away tomorrow it would it would it would be a serious problem for the world. And so when you have that much type of influence, and I don't know who reaches that scale, maybe Facebook, right? Certainly Microsoft in the early days, for sure. Um, maybe maybe now still. Um, yeah. You know, whoever well, it is. And, but like, and tell me this not many too. even make it to that scale. But when they get to that scale, the rules are going to, they're, they're going to have to yeah. be a little bit more, you know, careful with well, the rules, wherever well, they me, are, whatever they're at, they, that they work in. Yeah. So tell me why the US FTC wants to make laws to inhibit the growth and market share of all every one of these companies you mentioned is um, owned and operated. Well, maybe not holistically operated, but owned within the United States. 
where we are only 300 million of the planet's 8 billion. Sure. Why are we limiting our own companies? Hey, look, I completely get that concern. The The reason is, is because they don't believe, they don't believe that in this market here, the one that exists today, they don't believe Google could happen again. They don't believe Apple could happen again. They don't think Microsoft could happen again. And that's the reason why they're going to look at it. I don't know that they're right. I'm just stating. I yeah, I don't think that's right. Did they, say, did they say that? How do you know? I don't know. I've never heard that before, but. I'm, I'm I mean, giving the, you the my opinion for why, yeah. why do you think yeah. antitrust and monopoly law exist? Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I just, my brain always market, goes back market to. Market dynamics, yeah. unfeathered. And I am, I am, I am a capitalist. I have scholastic training in capitalism we call it finance and economics around here but nonetheless yeah, not same i'm i'm all i'm all in on that stuff but there there do have to be things that go you know move in you have to have some form of regulation at some point in time because the market that is built around whatever it is that that has proliferated once it's set up and it's supporting our daily lives and our ecosystem that we use for life, you, you can't just like do away with that. I mean, you can. You can be EVGA CEO and crater your company and well, put 200 doing, out of No one's saying we're doing away with it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying doing away with it. I'm just pointing out that the, the inability to play the game is the problem. Because mm. if you use Simon Sinek as an example, in life... We're all playing the infinite game where the only purpose is to keep playing. You never win. The only purpose is that you are, you are able to keep playing. And in a world where you have five companies responsible for 80% of GDP and employing, you know, 20%, which would be a really high number because I don't think it's that much. I'm, I'm, I'm inflating by probably 10x, It's probably more like 2% of the population you're going to have a problem if you don't allow an ecosystem to flourish around it because you let those five entities just favor themselves the entire time. And by the time that everything is squashed out, then you're going to end up in Ready Player One, where you have one company that controls literally everything. So what they're trying to prevent is anything in the future from being possible to do. That's 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 the real issue is, is the future. But I, once again, these are my opinions. Not I know. Facts. I just not don't. In the law. That's why yeah. they exist. When you say these other companies, man, like these other companies, the reason why they don't exist or they don't exist the same way you think they did, like Rockefeller, as an example, was because of legislation to prevent them from being the, we might all be working for one company today if that legislation had never gone through. Talk or to like me. The railroad. Sure. Talk to me about Walmart. 2.3 million employees. Talk to me about Amazon, one and a half million employees. Foxconn, 800,000. Accenture, 700,000. Volkswagen, 670,000. UPS, 534,000. What if I want to start a package shipping company? Or Home Depot. Home Depot employs half a million people. I'd like to open a local hardware store. I can't because there's Home Depot. Oh, and also Amazon can ship you a hammer for $4. Sure. Talk to me about any of that. Like if you want to talk about, you know, operating system interoperability with like, you know, apps and all this kind of crap, like, I don't know. I, I feel like miss me there, with all that. So there, there, well, that's just there's, my a, there's, a, 
there's a lot of nuance in, in all of those different pieces. I mean, you can argue that the whatever it is, the department store or the chain store, whatever it is, yeah, certainly did away with a significant number of jobs in America. And that could be a major problem. In fact, you know, we shipped a whole lot of jobs over to, to China for factories. Let me know how Detroit's doing right now. Is right. it doing good? Is it all right? How, how, how is the entire Rust Belt? It's not yeah. good. So we can't sit here and be like, oh, well, we made great decisions in the past, and now you can open a Home Depot, but that's probably fine. No, we probably need to look at Home Depot, and we need to look at manufacturing and say, holy shit, we made really bad decisions. Let's not do this with the five most powerful companies that have ever existed on the planet. Like that's that's what they're trying to do. Now I will tell you, man, I saw a freaking video earlier and I couldn't believe it, but there was this senator. I, I can't believe this. I'll send you the video. I'll send it to TVP if I can find it. The um he was afraid of a military operation taking place on Guam, an island, because he thought mm -hmm. that the, the island would capsize if it had too many people on it. <laughs> what? I'm uh, not my kidding. wife actually used and, to live on Guam. She grew up there. Well, hopefully there weren't too many people that caused the island to capsize. Yeah, um, so but that was real. Guam. No, and that was that was in a congressional <laughs> hearing or something along those lines that this this comment was made, and there was a military leader that said, "We don't believe that's a concern at this moment." How would it capsize? Um, it's it it's wouldn't. Like a, oh, God, so these are a, the people. It's a mountain underwater, and the top of the mountain is above the water. Like, do people not understand how islands work? It's like volcanic activity under what capsize people, people like this are making these decisions. So you can't expect for them to be completely thought out. But the the reason for the action, there's, there's a whole row of mountains that comes down from Japan. At the end of it, there's a really tall piece that becomes Guam. Nope. Nope. It's a, it's a floating barge. And you want to make sure that you keep your weight distributed evenly across all of this stuff. So look, people are stupid. They're going to make stupid decisions. However, at speaking as a pro-capitalist, we we have to control markets to some degree. Otherwise, they will balloon in a way that we they can't be controlled and long-term can have detrimental effects to people. And, and we've experienced this. We've, we have experienced detrimental effects of shifting markets in particular in areas of this country, which probably doesn't have a lot of room to complain because it's a lot better than a lot of other places. But nonetheless, all we can do is just really think about ourselves in this regard. I mean, this, this piece here is in particular on the EU, right? This is not even the U S who's, who's doing this is, this is the EU yeah. who's pressing, uh, you know, pressing Google in this particular case. And they, you know, they're, they're making Apple do USB-C or whatever. And that's probably going to be, next year according to a leak that came out earlier today so that's actually kind of cool uh but nonetheless <clears throat> regardless of if i agree with the specifics of what's going on here because there's always nuance i'm going to disagree with the reality of the world we live in is once you have made a market the rules are different for you the size does matter in this particular case and that's the way it is. Whether or not that's right, I don't know. But I will tell you, I understand the arguments against that amount of size and influence. So I, I'd be willing to listen to the, argue, the, the arguments the other way. At the moment, 
we don't have a whole lot of them. Like the arguments that we have at the moment for the other way is, well, why shouldn't they be able to? But that's not an argument. You're, it's like a, that's just a statement that seems obvious to someone, but really isn't whenever you look at the effects that are going on around you. So, well, I think if you're going to stop something, then you, if you're going to stop something, then you've got to argue why it should be stopped. I don't think you have to argue why it should be able to continue to keep moving forward because then it becomes a, a, a perpetual, like the onus is on Google to say why they can continue to make decisions the way that they should. Instead okay, of, well then fine. I'll yeah, use I'll use a specific example for you. Epic Games tried to offer prices lower for their V-Bucks outside of the Apple store and they got kicked off. Yeah. So that's why it should be stopped. Or do we mm. need more examples? Because that no, it doesn't even you don't even need to change the law for that one. That's the law from like 1792. <laughs> Whenever we're talking about that, the, the truest definition of a monopoly is having pricing power that negatively affects the consumer. That yeah. negatively affects the consumer. Yeah. So that's why. Like, that's the reason why these things started. And they can do that with a million other things. And you talk about the app developers who talk about the things like, for instance, how does it... Whenever, whenever Apple makes Apple Music $10 a month, I don't know how much Apple Music costs, say $10 a month. And then Spotify makes Apple Music or makes Spotify, you know, $10 a month. But then they can't compete long term because they're losing $3 out of every 10 because so many people subscribe off of Apple. Is the answer that Spotify should just suck it up and go build a phone? Like, is that the answer? I don't think Mm -hmm. so. The market's already been built. The network effects, which is a real market dynamic, have already been laid down. There's no way to get around them. Now that's the case. So now Spotify needs to be $13. Well, how do they compete? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they have a better product and I'm just they one do have a better person, product. But, but $9 versus $13 doesn't make a difference to me. But yes, well, I understand that, what you're saying. I understand you are saying. in, myself included, we're in unique positions when it comes to that. But still, they do have, I'm also a Spotify user. But let's, let's do this another way. Let's talk about worst products that still win. Microsoft. What's better, Teams or Slack? <laughs> looking at you, Microsoft. Yeah, looking at you, Sorry, Microsoft. What's better, what? <laughs> teams or Slack? <laughs> what's worse or better? Slack is better. Teams is terrible. Okay, exactly. Guess which ones? You want to you know why Slack ran to Salesforce? Because Microsoft was eating their lunch with the worst products. You want to know why that happens? Because what happens is, free. is someone goes or they were and bundling it. Correct. Bundling. Bundling. The marginal cost of an E5 license for a new product being added into it, guess what it is? Zero. Yeah. How do you beat that? No, I know. We, I mean, the company that I work for ran them both for a long time until its employee base basically proved out, hey, uh, you really need to like crown Slack as the primary and we don't have to have people just kind of bouncing back and forth between them. So so these are the things, these are the, like, if you look at it as face value, should Apple be able to control every aspect of their products the way they want to? Absolutely. Same with Google, same with Microsoft. But then these things happen. Yeah. Like, we, like the, so like, there's a, there's a, in my opinion, yeah. the, the Microsoft thing is the biggest egregience. Like, how do you go create enterprise software that can truly compete in the market? Because we've seen yeah. multiple 
better products. Like Yammer was a really good OG product in this space. Microsoft just went and acquired and did nothing with. Yeah. Yep. It's like when Homer Simpson started his computer company, Bill Gates shows up and like pays him like 2,500 bucks to shut down or whatever. And he's yeah. like, Woo-hoo. I mean, yeah, ex- exactly. Like that stuff, <laughs> funny. that's where this market presence is problematic. Yeah. And it's either control based or it's the, you know, liquidity based, right? In Google yeah. and Microsoft's case, it's a heavy, heavy liquidity play because Microsoft, Google goes everywhere and just throws money around to people so that they use you as their search, your default search engine. Microsoft people goes still around. use Yammer. I didn't know this. It still exists. Yeah, it's, it does still exist. There's, there's element, and they're, they're trying to bring some elements of it back with their fluid framework stuff. So I, I don't know what all come from it, but, um, Microsoft the, uh, acquired them for 1.2 billion. Yeah, those David oh, man, Sachs. I would love to bro. see a chart. I'd love to see a chart of things that were acquired for like basically a chart of like least to most ROI, right? You have Yammer <laughs> acquired for 1.2 billion that nobody ever uses. I don't know. You have VMware that was first initially acquired for like 400 million uh, that like everyone uses. Uh, it would be it'd be really interesting to see this. Yeah, it, it's wild. Um, but yeah, it's it's stuff like that because I just go walking around and so Google says, we'll pay you, use our search engine. Microsoft looks at a product and consistently goes and makes a worse product, but it's minimum viably good, right? MVG. Yeah. And it <laughs> says, okay, cool. It's like, this is this is good enough. And it is, I'm using air quotes here, free, which then, by the way, guess what happens? And and you maybe don't know this. I do it because I see it in our business all the time. What happens is, is that the bundle comes in, it's free. In two years, your organization is dependent on the licensing that is E5 or whatever. And then the price raises. Hmm. Like that happens consistently year over year on software, a zero marginal cost to reproduce. It increases. So once again, Control, power, size, scale, they're problems, which is what all of these laws were originally meant to do was, I mean, especially with like Bell Labs or LD Bell or whatever it was, there was a, you know, Bell Computer. I can't, I can't remember what it was, but there was a major, major piece of like phone company owning, you know, networking and cable and all this stuff. And it just, you couldn't be allowed to own every single piece of the ecosystem. It had to have been broken up. It just had to it, it, because you just people were paying $700 phone bills at one point. It's just crazy. So yeah. it's too critical to everyday life. So stuff like that, that they're trying to prevent. Now, I think the other the bad side, of, I mean, there's a lot of bad sides of this and I got to go. But it's like there's a lot of people doing a lot of personally motivated things like, well, I got mad at Twitter because they banned me because I said Twitter sucks or whatever. Um, yeah. And so there's, you get a lot of these personal vendettas and people doing things for the wrong reasons. I, I can't, you know, what are you gonna do about that? I don't, I don't have any, anything to say about that, but it's the individual business practices and like power that some of these companies have, they can have real consequences that we don't think of, right? Because that's where, uh, I don't know, someone would probably argue this, but I'm happy with Apple music or I'm happy with my iPhone or my Android phone or Microsoft yammer stuff whatever and it's like that's fine it's okay to be happy with those things but once again the everything has to sort of progress forward like you you have no idea if the thing that you're using now call it the 
Zebra Phone 12 would have been leaps and bounds ahead of whatever came before. Like, what if this other company created the ability to teleport with your phone from one country to the next? Sure. Yeah. Like, that'll never happen. You can't play that what if game. Yeah, for sure. But all I can I understand, but like, there is an element of what if that plays into the market dynamics here because the whole stifling of innovation is a major piece of what kind of goes into some of the decision making here. But my my like overarching assumption above everything here is that the the massively accelerating pace of innovation <clears throat> will trump any of this stuff. I think That's Microsoft I has but proven me, that to be false directly. <laughs> Just going to keep picking on Microsoft. Um, if you're listening, if you're still listening to us argue about this or go back and forth on it, and you have opinions and, and expertise in antitrust and big tech and all this kind of stuff, love to have you all on the show and, and chat about it. Come educate us. That's my thought. You got to go. Yeah. I got to go. I do got to go. I need, I need, it was to fun go hearing your thoughts on it though, kicking us around. Uh, okay. Thanks for joining Daniel, who's not here anymore. Thanks for joining Tyler, who never showed up. Uh, good talking <laughs> to you, Aaron. And, <laughs> It's just fun. You know, I just got to do it. Anyways, that's, uh, that's going to do it for another episode of Tech Breakfast Podcast, uh, the show that brings you the delicious hot takes and something about news that you can handle and all that stuff. It's why I don't do the intro. It's why I do the outro. Uh, and share it with your friends, share it with your family. Until next time, please do come on if there's an antitrust expert, by the way. Um, I think that would be super cool for not like just the Google thing, but just, you know, there's a lot yeah. of this going up right now. I mean, I think all the social media companies were just at a hearing too. I, I just, I would love to have an antitrust expert come on. I'd also so love to have perspectives from other countries too. Like the, the, the episode we did last week was trending. It was like top 100 in New Zealand and Poland, for example. That's because they like VMIS. They don't care about you and me. Like, <laughs> okay, well, whatever. <laughs> if that's why they were listening, then come on, come talk to us. I'd love to hear perspectives from New Zealand and Poland. And if you need VMIS on to, to be here, then let us know. You know how to reach us, I think. There you go. So probably. Anyways. All right. Nailed it. We'll do it. Later. Peace. Bye.